What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 77 of this freezing cold podcast. And man, oh man, we're nearing close to the finish line because, well, we're in the last two weeks of the regular season, and that's what we're here to talk about in today's episode. Because we got week 17 on the docket. We're going to be talking about the games, all the winners and losers for this week, um, my players of the week, and we're going to be checking in on the playoff picture as we head into the season finale, week 18. What, what I like to call the, the season finale, the final week of the regular season, part dos, part two. <laughs> And man, oh man, you know, it feels weird. It really feels weird that, you know, week 17 typically, um, you know, typically is the la- the season finale. But, you know, it's some, some, some reason it kind of did. But at the same time, we were constantly reminded that week 18 is the real, real season finale. And, you know, I, I guess it was always there to remind us at some point. But that being said, you know, that's what we're here to talk about today, week 17 and then week 18. Uh, before we do, uh, I want to make sure that you stay in touch with all things Very Cold Lasagna, be it the YouTube channel, the audio platforms, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, as well as the social media platforms that you can follow me on, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter at Very Cold Lasagna. Make sure you give your support as we go along through this new year that is 2022. Make sure just to continue to support and help us grow here at Very Cold Lasagna. So with that being said, let's get right into today's show. Week 17, you know, it's it was part one of, well, the season finale. It, it, you could kind of call it like the Avengers, like the Infinity Game slash Endgame portion of the uh, Marvel MCU. So, this is kind of what it felt like. You know, week 17, the prelude to week 18. The week 17 equals Infinity War, week 18, endgame to this 2021 NFL season. So, there were just two weeks left in the regular season. And, you know, the playoff picture was getting clearer, thinner, and it was starting to get sorted out. You know, by week 17, four teams had already clinched um, their spots at the postseason. Um, you know, and... Those teams were heading into that into this week, the Packers, the the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Rams, um, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, and again, four of those teams have clinched their divisions and nearly half the playoff field was filled filled up already. And you know, week seventeen was going to be one of those weeks where you know there were a lot of situations happening, whether it was more playoff clinching or you know divisions that were bound to be locked up, um, but. Anything can happen in this week of football. So with that being said, let's get into the week that was week 17. So we get into the Sunday morning uh, slate of games first because, well, there was no Thursday night football this past week. So we get into the Sunday slate of games. So starting with the early morning slate of games, the Philadelphia Eagles went to the nation's capital to eliminate the Washington football team and kill any and all hopes of their playoff chances. So... Boston's got the backup to the backup to the backup of the running backs for the Philadelphia Eagles. He scored two touchdowns and uh, a late interception um, to from the Philadelphia Eagles committed by well Washington quarterback Taylor Heineke. 
were pretty much all enough uh, for the Eagles to net out an ugly victory in Washington. Last year's NFC East champions eliminated. But hey, they can look forward to officially announcing their name change next month on February 2nd. So that is that. Uh, the LA Rams defeated the Baltimore Ravens in a last second victory, 20 to 19. Matthew Stafford, again, a turnover machine in this one. Um, but he rallied his troops back against uh, the Ravens backup, uh, Tyler Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and that comeback was capped off by a last second touchdown by Odell Beckham Jr. Um, for the Rams though, you gotta start wondering uh, about Matthew Stafford's like turnover, uh, turnover problems. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the New York Jets 28 to 24. Um, you know, for the Jets, this was probably one of their better games of this year, if not their best. Zach Wilson, perhaps his best game so far as a as a NFL NFL quarterback, and probably a sign of things to come. For the Bucks, you know, they managed to rally um, from 24 to 10 at one point, and um, well, they they managed to beat the Jets, but you know that that comeback was well well overshadowed by what Antonio Brown, now former Bucks receiver, what he decided to do um, midway in the third quarter. He decided to, you know, have a temper tantrum. He decided to take off all his clothes and literally throw it into the stands and, you know, do the YMCA. Yes, we're gonna do the YMCA. I'm gonna get out of the field, take off my clothes, and wave to the fans. He literally had a tamper tra- tantrum um, in the middle of a game and quit on his team. Yeah. <laughs> the definition of diva. Anto- I, I, I don't know. Like, what is going on with Antonio Brown, man? Ever since he left the Steelers, he's been uh, having some... Um, getting into some drama. So, nonetheless, you know, the Bucks beat the Jets 20-24, to but oh boy... I, you, you, got, you have some serious concerns uh, going on with Tampa Bay um, in, in the postseason if they continue to keep this up. The Tennessee Titans beat the Miami Dolphins 34-3. This was a total ass-kicking by uh, Tennessee as they were rolling on both sides of the ball. And you could tell that they're starting to, to get a little more healthy, slowly but surely. And, you know, next week, if they get that first round by, it'll come really handy. Um, for the Dolphins, you know... Uh, credit to their uh, seven-game winning streak, but um, well, it it, sh- it goes to show that that seven-game winning streak was just a total fraud because once they ran into a better opponent in the Tennessee Titans, well, Tua was just well out of luck. Uh, the New England Patriots beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, the all-elite Jacksonville Jaguars, 50-10. to um, Mac Jones probably had his better game. Well, it is against the Jaguars. Probably his best game of the season with three touchdowns all over the All Elite Jaguars. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Indianapolis Colts 23-20. Uh, Derek Carr had a clutch pass to Hunter Renfro in the final seconds of the game to set up Daniel Carlson for another game-winning field goal and a big upset to keep their own playoff hopes alive. And, um, you know, for the Colts, this was uh, not a good uh, loss for them because, you know, had they won here, they would have clinched a playoff spot. But, you know, Carson Wentz um, was out uh, for probably the entirety of the week with, uh, you know, on the COVID reserve list because, you know, he's, uh, um, he tested positive and he only had like, what, five days to, um, get, get back, be activated. And he did, but you know, that long, long, long wait, um, not being able to practice 
I think that really threw the offense completely out of whack. For the Cincinnati Bengals, they got a big, big win on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, 34-31, snapping uh, the Chiefs' uh, recent winning streak. You know, on the backs of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, the Bengals rallied back from a 14-point deficit and uh, marched the way down. And as they gave Eric McPherson a chance to get the game-winning field goal and clinching the AFC North. Man, the Chiefs kind of picked a bad time to, you know, they started off aggressive. Um, and then suddenly they let, they put their foot on the brake. And they let Jamar Chase run over them. And because of that, they gave the top seed back to the Tennessee Titans. Yikes. Now they have some help. They now need some help. For the Chicago Bears, well, Bears football! Bears football ran over the Blue G-Men. On, on that Sunday, Sunday morning, as the Chicago Bears beat the, the New York Giants 29-23. The Buffalo Bills beat the Atlanta Falcons 26-15. Um, despite Josh Allen's three interceptions and a Falcons second quarter rally that the Falcons actually led at one point. Um, you know, the Bills managed to uh, have a better second half performance from just about everybody. And the Bills, you know, one step closer to clinching the AFC East and the Falcons. Well... Bye-bye to their playoff chances. Then we get to the afternoon slate of games. Um, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Houston Texans. You know, it, it was kind of worrisome that uh, Kyle Shanahan was following a much similar game script for um, for the Week 5 game against the Arizona Cardinals where he was just doing a lot of designed runs for Trey Lance. But once he saw that wasn't even working against the Houston Texans, then he decided to, you know what? Fuck that shit. <laughs> this is not working. So, since it's, it's the Houston Texans, let's just have Trey Lance actually decide to run, throw the damn ball. And, well, he he just, Trey Lance actually decided to show Kyle Shanahan, Niners fans, and the Houston Texans of uh, the potential he has um, going into year two as San Fran rallied around their rookie quarterback for a big second-half turnaround against the Houston Texans and Davis Mills. And they put themselves one step closer to a backdoor appearance to the playoffs. So, solid stuff from Trey Lance. And um, Kyle Shanahan, let him throw more, please. The LA Chargers beat the Denver Broncos 34-13. to And, well, this was just a total shellacking by Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Enough said about that. Uh, the New Orleans Saints beat the Carolina Panthers 18-10. Uh, to You know, at one point, actually for much of the, much of the game Sam Darnold and Panthers actually were were holding down the fort um, against the New Orleans Saints Taysom Hill and the entire team was just not good but then I guess the Saints re reminded them that well the Panthers were outright terrible Sam Darnold was terrible and eventually Hill Alvin Kamara and the defense eventually settled in rallied back and won the game to keep their playoff hopes alive and well next week is going to be interesting uh, the seattle seahawks put on one last show for russell wilson as they dismantled and destroyed the detroit lions 51 to 29 the arizona cardinals got a big win and finally snapped their three-game losing streak against the dallas cowboys 25 to 22 you know the cowboys could have won this game um they could have they could have completed their comeback they were down 20 25 to I think it's 25 to 7 at one point but you know they managed to come back they managed to make it a three score game but you know had Mike McCarthy not mismanaged his timeouts um you know 
they could have come back in this game because there's at one point before the two-minute warning, Chase Edmonds, the Cardinals running back, he fumbled the ball. It was a clear fumble before um, he went out of bounds. He, he had the ball stripped out of his hands, and the Cowboys recovered it. The Cowboys could have challenged that, but here's the thing. They ran out of timeouts. Mike McCarthy used them all up before they the Cowboys had a chance to even challenge that. So, shit out of luck for the Cowboys. And even then, the Cowboys weren't doing so hot. So, the Cardinals get a big win uh, against the Cowboys in Jerry's world, 25-22, to to keep their NFC West hopes alive. In the Sunday night game, the Green Bay Packers put on a clinic against the Kirk Cousinless Vikings, 37-10. And, well... What are you going to do? Kirk Cousins, his unvaccinated ass, and his positive COVID test on fr- the Friday before um, forced Mike Zimmer to put in Sean Mannion, the backup quarterback that had no career touchdowns before Sunday night. And, um, well, when Kirk Cousins was announced that he was not playing on Sunday, well, that was pretty much a ender, a write-off to the Minnesota Vikings' playoff chances because they looked like total shit against uh, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So for the Packers, they clinched the top seed in the NFC thanks to um, themselves and some help. And they also helped the Philadelphia Eagles clinch a playoff spot too. Then the Monday night game, the closer in Ben Ben's last home game probably ever. The Steelers rallied around their quarterback to bully the division rival Browns, sacked Baker Mayfield nine times. And, you know, the Browns nearly tried to rally back, um, but Najee Harris Sealed the game away with a game-winning touchdown to put the, the game away 26-14. to The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 26-14. to So that was your week that was week 17. Not the game, not the season-ending week that we all come to know and love. <laughs> so what are you guys' thoughts on that? Let me know however you can. Now for the winners and losers of this week, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they came into this week with an improbable task of beating the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs were on a uh, were on a roll of sorts. They they beat on a bunch of a uh, bunch of teams by a large margin. And, you know, this was a tall task for the Cincinnati Bengals. They also beat on two division rivals in their own like their own uh, streak of sorts. Um and, you know, this was their chance. This was their chance to win the division. But they had to do it in an improbable task on Sunday. And, you know, early on in the first half, it certainly felt that way. They fell behind 28 to 24. But when it came to nut busting time, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and the rest of the offense, you know, they came alive. They rallied around um, each other and pretty much exposed the Chiefs secondary at, for what they pretty much were um, for much of the season. And sure. You can blame the referees all you want for making some ridiculous calls in um, for the second half of this game, but I mean, do the refs play defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs? Do they? Do the referees play in the secondary? Did did the the referees let Jamar Chase light up their asses um, all game long? Just saying, you know. I mean, in my opinion, you know, the Bengals they're still an offensive line away. Um, from being true, true contenders. And, you know, they still have a little bit of an issue with consistency. But for the Bengals, this was a big win for them. They finally got perhaps had their best two-game stretch of their season. And they, they it paid off in the most 
in the biggest of ways possible and help them clinch the division. And speaking of the division, you know, credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we we, we rag on <laughs> Big Ben. Um, that's just, I mean, it's just, it's pretty much everybody. Um, you know, we rag on Big Ben Roethlisberger and his age and his inability to play football because, you know, his decline, his plays that been declining for the last several years now. But what we got on Monday night, it felt like a big send off. You know, it's like, it felt like, you know, it felt like that atmosphere where an aging player is about to ride off into the sunset. Sunset, like one player has been on a team for so long, like it's in their only team, and he's about. It's likely he's gonna retire, and even yes, they still have one more game to go. But this this felt like Big Ben's true last game. So, and the, the team rallied around him against what pretty much felt like. A given up Browns team, you know T.J. Watt had half of the team's nine sacks. That overall the team, the defensive line for the Steelers did a good job of pressuring Baker Mayfield and exposing him for the fraud he is. Uh, Big Ben, you know he had he had a decent show, he had a decent showing, um, but overall this team rallied around Ben. They helped him give him one last uh, good good performance. You know, Monday night felt like the last ride for Big Ben, and you know the team helped him get the the last home win he deserved. Now for the losers, the Cleveland Browns. You know they showcased Monday night why they were eliminated, why they were overhyped as playoff contenders from last season. You know, I think, and the biggest uh, issue revolves around their quarterback Baker Mayfield. He continues to throw the ball erratically. He continues to stay in the pocket for too long that he eats a sack and. Yeah, it, it, there's issues among the offensive line, but even when he had a good, like a somewhat um, decent offensive line, it, it still didn't help that he he would take him so long to run out of the pocket and you know trying to find the open guy and trying to find some trying to make something happen, and you know a lot of it had to do with Baker Mayfield. Now there's some talent on this Browns team that's being wasted thanks to Baker Mayfield. And it was on full display in primetime Monday night. And the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think for the Cowboys, just like with the Bengals, I mean, it's not as big a full display for the Bengals, but for the Cowboys, man, they've been having a serious consistency problem um, in the last month or so. But then again, we've seen this before with Dallas. You know, one week, they decide to show their best um, with how much they can unlock their potential. And then the next week, they decide to sleep on the wheel. This week, they decide to sleep on the wheel. And they decide to sleep on the wheel, and perhaps not in, at a not good time. I mean, they already locked up the division, but they perhaps prevented themselves from getting a much higher seed in the NFC. I mean, the Green Bay Packers already clinched the top seed, but the, the Cowboys surely could have helped themselves getting at least two home games in the playoffs. So it, the, the boys picked a bad time to, to sleep on the wheel, Fall asleep against a struggling Arizona team. Um, Dak Prescott looked lost in trying to find Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and uh, CeeDee Lamb, and Dalton Schultz, and pretty much every one of his guys. And, you know, the the good defense, um, you know, Michael Parsons, Tyron Smith, um, the entirety of the defense that's been so good this entire season, it, it just suddenly started giving up a lot of plays and points to a this struggling Arizona team. 
And I, and I need to mention Mike McCarthy mismanaging his timeouts late in the game. So, you know, that could be troublesome. This inconsistency can be troublesome for, for Dallas um, come playoff time because let's say they host the Cardinals again or uh, the Eagles, um, who they'll see next week. Or, well, who knows? who knows? They see the Saints or who knows? The Niners. You know, this inconsistency that the Cowboys are having on, especially on, on offense with, with Dak, you know, it's going to have them headed towards a first round exit if they can't string together some consistency. So my players of the week, you know, I don't have that many this week because not too many standouts, but the two that I have standout are the duo of Bengals quarterback and wide receiver, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They put on a show um, against these the Kansas City Chiefs in their comeback effort. And Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson, once again, coming in the clutch um, for the Raiders to keep their playoff hopes alive. You know, <laughs> the Raiders are a true definition of uh, when disaster strikes, well, we're, we're going to try to do our best to make, uh, make it a non-disaster. So now that week 17 is all but settled in, um, let's look at the playoff picture. Um, heading into week 18, Let's take a look at the AFC side of things. You know, the Titans, you know, for all their inconsistency, for all their issue or all their health issues, they not only clinched the AFC South, but now they're in the top seed. Thanks to Kansas City losing to the Bengals. Now <laughs> here they are back once again as the top dog in the division. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, that that loss to the Cincinnati Bengals proved costly. Um, they're back down to the two seed and they could use some help from the Houston Texans next week. The Cincinnati Bengals, they got what they wanted in clinching the AFC North. Um, a higher seed could still be in the works, but they could also use some help um, there. The Bills and the Patriots, you know, they both won their games. Uh, they clinched the playoff spot thanks to the Colts and the Dolphins losing. And the Dolphins, well, eliminated. Um, however, the AFC East still remains up for grabs. Um, and that comes to a head next week. The Colts, they may have lost, but they still controlled their own destiny. Um, they fortunately um, get to face the Jacksonville Jaguars in the land of all elite wrestling in the final week of the season. But they may have lost their chance to face somebody like the Bills or the Bengals next in the wild card. Because that fifth seed, well, it could have gave them a better entry, a better opponent in the first round. Um, when it comes to beating on somebody. The Raiders and the Chargers, you know, their wins sets up a win-or-go-home situation on Sunday Night Football next week in Vegas. Uh, the Steelers and Ravens, somehow still alive. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but, you know, if either one of those teams are going to get in, they're going to need a lot of help to do so. Uh, on the NFC side of things, um, the Packers, top seed in the, in the NFC. Officially, they can thank Arizona for beating on the Cowboys. And, well... After this this long into the season, they did their own part. The road to the Super Bowl now goes through Green Bay again. Now can they finish it off with the Super Bowl appearance and a win for Aaron Rodgers? That remains to be seen. The Rams and the Cardinals still continue to fight for the NFC West. Um, the Rams still have the higher ground. Um, now it's just a matter of who gets to win it. The Cowboys, you know, their loss drops them down to the typical the four seed reserved for the NFC East. 
the Eagles, you know, they got their work done. They can also thank the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers for winning their for winning their games because, well, guess what? They're back in the postseason. Now that just leaves one last spot. At least one last spot reserved for the 49ers or the Saints. Who's getting into that back door into the NFC playoffs? We'll find out soon enough. So that is your playoff picture. That is your winners and losers. That was week 17 of this wacky, wacky NFL season. What did you guys think about um, this week? Let me know however you can. And that was typically, typically, it, it was normally like the, the last week of the season. But again, it's the last week of the regular season, part one. But we now shift gears to the last week of the regular season, part two. Part two. This is the season finale of the NFL regular season. The biggest regular season ever finally ends here. This is the end game. This is the Marvel's Avengers end game of the NFL season. It's the real last week of the NFL season, week 18. Perhaps one of the most interesting, in my opinion, in my opinion, one of the most interesting um, last weeks of the season um, ever. In my opinion, in my time watching the NFL, because you know, a lot still remains on the line. Two divisions still up for grabs. Seeding still needs to be decided. Three three playoff spots still unfulfilled. You know, a couple of them, two at least, win and get in, and a lot of crazier shit can happen. Again, typically. It was week 17 that would always bring us the craziness and change to that playoff picture that we're accustomed to seeing in years past. But now a new chapter begins with week 18. So here we are, week 18. I mean, it's still the same like concept of oh, all these division rivalries coming to a head in the last week of the regular season. Well, for, for at least many and for others, well, we're just here to, just to play one last game. <laughs> but for many others, it, it's pretty much a fight for for seeding, for tune-ups, or to just get into the damn playoffs. Now, and when it comes to the actual playoffs itself, there are still still things to left to be decided. For the AFC, the top seed still remains up for grabs. And in all honesty, four teams can actually net this uh, top seed. And for the Titans, you know, they have the easiest path to get it. They have the easiest yet trap-worthy path to get it. Because even though they can, all they have to do is beat the Houston Texans, let's remember, the Texans whooped on their candy asses in, I think it was week 11? Yeah. In that rain-filled game. So, the Titans, for all the consistency, you know, they may have the easiest path, but let's remember what the Texans did to them back in week 11. So, the Titans should should be um, you know a little more considerate coming into this uh, final game, and you know revenge will be on their mind as they try to get this top seed. So the Titans, all they have to do is win, and it's theirs. For the Chiefs, you know it would have been a similar situation for the Chiefs had they not lost to the Bengals, but now the Chiefs will now need to beat the Broncos on a Saturday and hope that the Titans falls to the Houston Texans on the next day on Sunday morning. Meanwhile, for the Bengals, the top seed is still there. It's still viable for them. But, you know, a lot of things need to go their way. They need to have the Chiefs and Titans lose. 
but they also need to see either the Patriots or the Bills. Um, the Patriots, sorry, I'm getting this mixed up. <laughs> they need to see the Patriots lose or the Bills win. And the, the top seed is somehow the Bengals. Even the Patriots, they have a potential chance to clinch it if they not only uh, beat the Dolphins and the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Titans lose, they, they also get the AFC East and the top seed. I mean, any, anything, any craziness can happen in this uh, top seed madness. Speaking of the AFC East, it still remains open. It still remains on the line. Um, the Bills, in my mind, have the easier path to get it, but also it can be trap-worded considering how the Jets have been playing these last couple of weeks. You know, the Bills can close it, uh, the door open on the AFC East by beating the somewhat woken-up Jets for the Patriots. They'll need to take care of a recently eliminated Miami Dolphins team, and they also have to hope the Bills flop against the Jets. You know, for the Colts, they have one last chance to win and get in, and all they have to do is beat on the all-elite Jacksonville Jaguars. But should they somehow lose this game against uh, Tony Conman's uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they can still get in if the Chargers and Steelers lose their games and the Dolphins win their game against the Patriots. Um, yeah. If you lose this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. So this next playoff scenario is for the Steelers and the Ravens. It's a win, but we need a lot of help or go home game for the Steelers and the Ravens. So whoever wins that game between those two teams uh, will be immediately checking out the other teams um, throughout the day. Steelers, they need to beat Baltimore, but they also have to hope the All Elite Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts as well as the Chargers and the Raiders game on Sunday night doesn't end in a tie. For the Ravens, you know, they can make a backdoor entrance into the playoffs um, with Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley by beating the Steelers, but they probably have the least likely chance of hoping the Colts, the Chargers, and Dolphins all lose. But hey, anything can happen in the NFL. Now, this is a true winner-go-home game and a true way to end the regular season with Sunday night football between the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Chargers. It's win or go home in the season finale. What a way to end the season there. Now, on the NFC side of things, um, you know, the seeding below the top seed still remains undecided, which I guess why is the NFL uh, scheduled these games in such a weird way. You know, the NFC is still a little less, it's actually less complicated than the AFC. So the NFC West still remains undecided. You know, the Rams pretty much could end all that discussion. All they have to do is beat the 49ers um, or they can just see the Arizona Cardinals lose in an upset to Seattle. But Arizona can clinch that division if they beat the Seahawks and the 49ers beat the Rams. And if the 49ers beat the Rams, they pretty much get their wild card spot. But if the Rams clinch the NFC West, then the Saints, if they win they be, and they beat the Falcons, the, the playoff spot that the Niners we're going to backdoor into, it's the Saints. So in other words, it to make this simple, the wildcard spot is either Niners or the Saints, pretty much. So overall, this thing, these, these things can get real interesting real fast. And things can change in a hurry come week 18. So that's why they call it the regular season finale um, for many reasons. So let's get into these game picks for what is the end game for week eight for this regular season and then we start with the saturday games on espn the kansas city chiefs take on the denver broncos 
you know, the Chiefs, all they have to do is take care of business against an imploding Denver team that will be trotting out Drew Locke. I mean, you beat them, like, handedly on Sunday night a couple weeks ago. I mean, what's the worst you could do against Drew Locke? (laughs) So, just take care of business, and then you just have to hope that Davis Mills cooks up something against the Tennessee defense um, the next Sunday morning. So, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to easily handle this one on a Saturday afternoon. For the Dallas Cowboys, they traveled to the city of brotherly love to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, for all my filthy casual fans, this may seem like a meaningless game. Um, some, in, in my opinion, too, this also seems kind of meaningless. But um, for all those uh, analytical people <laughs> that somehow check out this uh, podcast... This uh, NFC East rivalry has turned into not just a potential playoff preview, but into a battle of seeding for both teams. You know, the Cowboys, they have to win here and, you know, hope that the Rams or the Bucks falter the next day to net either a two or three seed. But they have to hope that, well, they can not fall into the typical four seed reserved for the NFC East. Otherwise, they could face someone like the Rams or the Cardinals in the wild card. Meanwhile, for the Eagles, you know, they can move one spot up to the six seed with the win and hope that the Niners get eliminated by the Rams um, the next day and the Saints get into that seventh and final spot. So either way, yeah, this game, I mean, it, it, I guess it's something in terms of seeding, but for many people... Not that much. I guess it's like a tune-up match for for many people. Now, for the Sunday slate of games, we get into the early morning games. No Monday Night Football this week. Everything has been moved to Saturday primetime. So, the Sunday morning games. First, the Green Bay Packers take on the Detroit Lions. Honestly, the first batch of games we're going to get into are pretty meaningless. So, we're going to roll through these really quick. So, the Green Bay Packers, having already clinched the, uh, once the top seed in the NFC, they have nothing to play for here. You're probably going to see like a couple of of tune-up like series for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and the other Green Bay starters before you know um, Matt Matt before pulls them out. So I mean, they're not really going to see much um, from the Green the Green Bay Packers in this game. Just like a tune-up of sorts before the Lions start to pounce on them. I mean. It's a meaningless loss for the Packers either way, so I'm going to roll with the Lions. The Washington football team takes on the New York Giants uh, in New York. You know, one last look for Dan Snyder to see if Ron Rivera is the right guy to lead the charge and to see if Taylor Heineke can prove um, if he can be a decent starter or at least a capable backup to whoever Washington wants to bring in as a starter, like whether it's via trade or via the draft. Who knows? So either way, I'm going to go Washington just simply because uh, you can't go worse with uh, Jake from State Farm, right? Uh, the Chicago Bears, yes, Bears football will strike one last time as they meet the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, Vikings football. Bears football will meet reign supreme one last time. You know, both teams bound to fire their head coaches and Matt uh, Nagy and Mike Zimmer. So we're going to see who's willing to get desperate for one last meaningless win come Monday. So here, I guess I'm going to roll with the Vikings. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts take on the all elite Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts, you know, 
if they don't fuck this up, if Carson Wentz doesn't fuck up here, uh, the Colts should easily be able to pound the pudding on Jonathan, uh, not, not Jonathan Taylor, but with Jonathan Taylor into whatever is left of this all-elite Jacksonville Jaguars team and clutch their spot into the postseason. So, yeah, it's win and get in for the Colts here. Uh, the Tennessee Titans will travel to the Houston to take on the Texans. You know, the Titans, they slept on the wheel with the Texans last time in the pouring wet rain at home. So, this time around, they're getting closer and closer to getting healthy. And, you know, they play, they've been playing somewhat better defense in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, they're getting guys like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones back. So, this time around, they'll the blow the gates open. Uh, on the Houston Texans and get that first round by that they really need to get everybody back, especially Derrick Henry. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Now, the question is whether Lamar Jackson actually comes back for this game. Now, for all the help that the Ravens need to get into the playoffs, I don't know. And also, whether or not Lamar Jackson is not limping in practice um, by this point, It'll depend, but I don't think that the Ravens will even have enough um, to compensate for Lamar um, to beat the Steelers, you know, who are going to follow up an emotional win for Ben on Monday night with one more, one last win, uh, even if it's like meaningless on paper, but it'll be like more like in terms of an emotional impact, one last win for big Ben um, to close the season. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. The Cincinnati Bengals take on the Cleveland Browns. Now, this game will depend on what happens with the Chiefs on Saturday. Um, and this will depend on whether or not this game means something for the Bengals. Um, because even if they lose here, I mean, this won't really mean much to um, the Bengals in terms of seeding. Because all they can really like hope for is like the four seed, I guess. Because um, they're already locked into a three or four seed at most. So... Whether you want to play the Patriots or the Colts, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're going to be playing either one of them in the first round. So the Bengals may play its starters, but for how long depends on what the Chiefs do. But either way, I'm still going to roll with the Bengals just because how terrible Baker Mayfield has been these last couple of weeks. And then we get into the afternoon slate of games and probably the more important uh, slate of games. San Francisco 49ers take on the LA Rams in the season finale. Now, Kyle Shanahan does have Sean McVay's number. Um, as of late, five straight games where Kyle Shanahan has beaten the pudding out of uh, Sean McVay's Rams. But, you know, the Niners still have their questions at quarterback. And I think that's the biggest advantage the Rams have over the Niners. Are the Niners going to trot out a less than 100%, probably even less than 50% Jimmy Garoppolo with his uh, right thumb sprain, uh, right thumb fracture? Um, or... Is Trey Lance going to start in perhaps his most important game in just his third start? So that's a big question that needs to be had here. So despite the Rams' own problems with Matthew Stafford, you know, Detroiting with all those turnovers in the last uh, couple of games, I think they're still going to have enough firepower with Cooper Cup, Oda Beckham, Van Jefferson, Sonny Michel. You know, they still have enough firepower to light up a terrible Niner secondary and, you know, all that could be enough to finally put an end to the, the the Niners and our fan base's delusional playoff hopes. And our backdoor entrance, our backdoor hopes into a backdoor entrance into the playoffs. 
And for the Rams, this will be their, their opportunity to clinch the NFC West once and for all. Um, the New Orleans Saints uh, travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. It's do or, tie, do or die time for the, the Saints. They need to get a must-win uh, must win over Atlanta. It's technically a revenge game for the Saints because, well, Atlanta actually managed to upset uh, the Saints back in New Orleans in Week 9. And you got to hope that the Niners uh, get hammered by the Rams to net their playoff spot. Either way, um, I think with all that... At how much Atlanta has been depleted in in the last in in the last month or so, and how much talent they're actually lacking, the Saints, for all as injury depleted as they are, they get the job done here, and they just have to hope the Niners uh, flop in LA. The Carolina Panthers take on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't know why Tampa is in this uh, late window when they pretty much don't have much to play for other than trying to get that two seed. I guess they're just trying to hope that the Niners beat the LA Rams, but I guess I'll go I'll go with Tampa. The Seattle Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals. You know, barring some typical choking from Arizona, they should be able to handle a terrible Seahawks team that's just trying to get um, a little bit more confidence to hope and convince that Russell Wilson doesn't want to demand a trade out of Seattle. But, you know, if the Rams beat the 49ers, the Cardinals will just have to settle for a fifth seed. But either way, the Cardinals are going to win this one. The New England Patriots take on the Miami Dolphins. The Pats facing a Dolphins defense looking to forget that terrible, terrible game. Uh, Mac Jones can run into some trouble um, against um, a so-so Miami defense. But Tug of Viola can run into even more trouble against a better Patriots defense. And that's why I'm picking the Patriots. But even with the Patriots' efforts um, against the Dolphins, I don't think it'll be enough for what's going to happen in uh, Western New York as the Buffalo Bills host the New York Jets. Now, barring some unforeseen stupidity by the Bills, they should be able to handle Zach Wilson and the Jets and put them in their place so they can lay claim to their second straight AFC East title. Now in the Sunday night game, a true winner-go-home game um, to end the season. And, of course, it's the perfect setting for this. In Las Vegas, the LA Chargers take on the Las Vegas Raiders and perhaps... The, the biggest of gamble of games to end the season. It's win or go home, do or die to your playoff hopes. It if you lose here, your playoff hopes go straight to the toilet of the gambling table. And who's gonna get it? Well, sadly, it's gonna be the home team and the Raiders. It's just they're just too, just they're just more inconsistent than the Chargers. And you know, I don't have much belief in this Raiders team that they can run the table um, at least in the first round to this Chargers team. So. Justin Herbert and this talent-filled team in the Chargers get it done on Sunday night unless they flop and they choke into the Clippers' form. So those are my picks for this jam-packed and high-stakes-filled Week 18. It's win-or-go-home time for for much of this league, and it's going to be a good one. It is going to be one of the more exciting weeks, probably the most exciting week in this NFL season. But let me know your thoughts. Let me know your picks. Um, are you going to go with me? Are you going to go against me? Let me know. Let me know your thoughts and opinions on week 18 of this NFL season. But that is it for this show. That is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna. Thank you for tuning in to this fine, fine episode. Make sure you tune in into Very Cold Lasagna however you can, wherever you can, where it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. 
And as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. Very cold in the fridge, yet spicy, like very cold lasagna and Garfield the cat. <laughs> anyway, everyone, until week 18 is all said and done with, and until I decide to talk about my 49ers um, before the start of this week, peace out, and we'll see what happens then.